Welcome to Secret Skin, part of the Infinite Guest Network, distributed by American Public Media. The meaty part of this episode was recorded in a landlocked houseboat somewhere in the hills of Echo Park in Los Angeles, California. Thank you for the end of the year, I will Try to do this one more time Podcasting doesn't have no word This podcast is called Secret Skin Like bus driver Secret Skin Not just real skin, but the name of one of his songs This podcast is called Secret Skin This podcast is also called The Secret Radio Hour Try to think of it, they might be giant songs to go right here. But I'm drawing a blank. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. My name is Michael Eagle. Welcome to Secret Skin. This is a very special bonus episode, meaning you can usually expect this podcast to be delivered into your iTunes, Stitcher. Um, I don't really know what people listen to podcasts on, but assuming you're listening right now, however, you've come across this, this file, this episode, a new episode will be available every other Monday, pretty much forever. So this is a bonus episode. It's part of the infinite guest year end extravaganza. All of the shows are doing special content this week that is reflecting and talking about and pondering and analyzing the year that the Gregorian calendar has dubbed 2014. I don't, is that Gregorian? Who's Gregory? He was a pope. He was a pope that decided to do a bunch of stuff. And for for some reason, nobody changed anything that he ever did. That makes me want to be a pope. Anyway, Infinite Guest Year End Extravaganza on Twitter is hashtag I-G-Y-E-E, which makes me always want to go Iggy whenever I see it. Um, in my mind, I do that. Um, but it's good. This is a great network, and it's celebrating a lot of the hard work that's gone into this year and uh, creating this platform for all of these shows. Uh, two of two of the shows that I'm particularly excited about all the time, and they're all great, but I haven't heard them all, to be honest. This is Secret Skin. This is my closet, and this is a place where I choose to tell no lies. But I really like Home Dunk, which is uh, my good friend John Moe. It's a sports show, which usually means that he's just making me feel really bad about the Bears. But it's a great show. I like I always like his writing. He's also the host of Wits and a great Twitterer, and I just like how his mind works. So it's it's fun to hear him talk about sports with that uh with that wit of his. And another show that I like a lot is Awesome Etiquette uh, with Lizzie Post and uh, Daniel Post, and he has another last name that I didn't write down because I'm silly. 
Um, but they, uh, on their show Awesome Etiquette, they answer questions from people and they basically just kind of tell people how to talk to other people in ways that are actually effective. People write in problems that they have. And usually these problems just come down to having to, to communicate difficult things in ways that uh, are mutually beneficial from the deliverer and the receiver. And it's really interesting. It's just they're basically teaching people how to communicate difficult things in a strange way. Basically, teaching people how to talk to people the right way. And there's like a lot of people in my life that I would like to casually suggest that they listen to awesome etiquette. It like makes me wish I could walk past their internet desk and uh, accidentally drop a link or something near their internet cubicle that they could run across this program and perhaps learn how to speak to folk. That would be good. Well, on this episode, like I said, this is a bonus episode. And usually I record a lot of these interviews a lot in advance. A lot of time, a lot of time is usually passed between when I've recorded one of these and when you hear it just because of the nature of my schedule, being a rapper, traveling rapper. Speaking of traveling rapper, we're doing the very first Secret Skin Live in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're doing that on January 30th. We have rapper Carnage from Minneapolis we have Abby Wolf singer from Minneapolis, we have Psalm One rapper from Chicago um, and a few more guests it'll be it'll be really 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 cool and I'm excited to be able to bring this format to life have some really cool performances and talk to some really talented people about what they do and uh, if you're a listener and you can't get there, trust a lot of that content from that live show is going to end up in this listenable format via whichever way you've come across this one. Just remember how you got this one. Never forget how you got this one. Because it's how you're going to get an additional one later on. This episode, I just recorded with Milo. Uh, He was the guest that I've had on this year and and, uh, he's very accessible. We have a very good chemistry. And um, the episode that I had him on a few weeks ago was... uh, very highly regarded it seemed and so when it came to discussing the year and kind of wanting someone to bounce things off of me and Milo uh, I thought would be a good a good fit in terms of our rapport and so I attempt to talk to Milo about the year but mostly we just end up laughing and fanning out to each other and fanning out to all of our rap friends and it's a great listen and we did it in his studio space which is a landlocked houseboat landlocked house boat landlocked house boat in echo park that's a secret skin there's a secret radio hour and this is it Catch it. singing um singing my son's song he made up and i'm kind of out of breath because i was showing my guest how my son skips he has the best skip ever i'm sorry this is audio and i can't show it to you you have to use theater of the mind and imagine the best skip ever and it is his um i am michael eagle and i'm here with my good friend rory what up aka rapper milo gonna talk about this year we're gonna talk about 2014 yeah man so you started this year in chicago (sighs) i started this year dude 
I started this year in Chicago. Yeah. I had the weirdest New Year's. What what did, what happened New Year's? Um, I'd moved to Chicago after I dropped out, back to Chicago after I dropped out. And um, on New Year's, I was taking the brown line to my girlfriend's job. She worked at a bar to for the New Year's Eve kiss. Mm-hmm. And five niggas on the train tried to jump me on wow. New Year's in Chicago. They yeah. tried to rob you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. Huh. It was very wild. And then what happened? So, um, I mean, you know Chicago. So yeah. I'm on the brown line. I'm on the train. And uh, it's totally empty. And, you know, on New Year's is free. Right. So there's no, like accountability really right. like anyone can just run up on it and do anything and oh, there's like it's like the purge right i see and so uh people kind of stay off the train because of that on new year's um but i'm broke you know and mm-hmm. so i was on it and uh while the trains move in like i'm kind of stoned out of my gourd just sitting alone in a car and these five dudes just walk into it as the train's moving and they just completely stand around me. Oh, like, no. blocking me in my seat. And I mean, again, I'm stunned out of my mind thinking I'm just going to go kiss my girlfriend on New Year's. So I'm like, hi, guys. What's wh- what's going on? You know? Oh, boy. And they're like, hey, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like really putting it down. And uh, luckily for me, man, it got to the stop, like right as they surrounded me. And I just pushed myself between them and ran off the train. Wow. Yeah, just straight up bolted before i could get my ass whooped <laughs> does it feel like a year ago um it feels like five years ago and yesterday right because you're in completely different circumstances in completely now. different circumstances now mm-hmm. we're coming live from the tiny monastery we are we are in a tiny monastery right now there are tiny lights tiny uh intentional lights yeah yeah it's very dark and wooden in here. There Dude, tiny intentional lights yeah. is a really cool thing to say. Tiny It's, it's intentional also a really cool lights. thing to see. <laughs> it's also <laughs> tiny intentional lights. So we're, we're in your studio space. I mean, we're in a garage then. Um, yeah. It is also that. We're in the clubhouse, man. I don't know. Like, I want, I want, I want to hear more. I want to hear about your year. I want to, okay. I want to know, like, what is, what is twenty four? Do like, you have any associations? Yeah, with I associate twenty fourteen with like transition, man. I feel, Personal I, transition. I just feel like there's been no stability in my life this year, which mm. has been a sign of progress, but it's also extremely exhausting to have things constantly changing. You know, constantly, just like. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I feel like I haven't been able to get a firm footing before, you know, something new. Do you want a firm footing now? Now I'm just really good at, at the marathon. I see. You know what I mean? Now it's kind of like, let's get it. So what's the end of the marathon? What are you, what are you, what are you running toward? I don't think there toward? is an end. I don't think so I think either. that I transitioned <laughs> into a type of being. Yeah. And that's something that's really been fucking with me, man. I was thinking about that today, actually, like, on our first tour. Yeah. Like, the the kid that I was on our first tour, I was thinking about, like, the types of talks that we would have and, like, the ideas that I had and how it's taken me X number of years and a lot of senses to to feel like I now even understand half the shit I was talking back then. And what was it, like, three years ago? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't remember very many of those conversations. Oh, do man. You, did any of them stick out in your head? Yeah, dude, about, like, wanting to... Wanting to remove the brag, 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, dog, what what if what if you could do an album without a single brag? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like that. Like, just all sorts of dumb rap ideas, man. I don't think that's a dumb rap idea at all. I think that idea, in part, has been the engine mm. of my creativity over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Is trying to figure out that new default. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, cause sometimes, of course, the brag is necessary. Right. Um but it's the fact that it's like the automatic thing that people go to has always Dude. like well, like the moment that that occurred to me like that started to really bother me you know what i mean what's been fucking me up about your new music and the the like sheer might of it mm. is you've been you've been you know embedding the brag but you'll do some fly shit where you'll like state a brag and the cost yeah and that shit to me is so, so fly wow yeah i mean <laughs> thank you but yeah. like like since i started really making music mm-hmm. as a solo artist like 2009 yeah that idea of everything costing something yeah. has been very <laughs> real to me like every cost me like yoga you know what i mean like like the time i used to spend (laughs) meditating and doing yoga right i started writing and i started recording like those those hours you know what i mean and so yeah like that the the, that cost benefit analysis thing and you know what else got me there Did you ever, um, and I feel like I know you have because you're an anime guy, but Full Metal Alchemist? Hell yeah. And you know how, oh they, used, how they used to always yeah. have to like sacrifice an equal Everything amount? had a cost. Exactly. Yeah, dude. That was so real That's in my dope. life. Like in every, in every phase, I see that. Like everything costs something. Um, there's a, uh, you know, Ron, Ron and Fez, Ron right. Bennington, he's, what he says is that, uh, especially like when it comes down to having good times, uh-huh. it's like there's always a receipt. Yeah. <laughs> That shit is fly, man. I love yeah. that. I like that in in our music. Yeah, man. I like that a lot. You know, who knows why any of us do anything? Mm. But uh, this year, for me, has been notable. Um, and it's weird because it's hard to even think of years because time just smashes together yeah. in such a violent way. Well, I mean, to me, it's just uninterrupted. And when someone's like, "How's your year been?" It's like, "Why are you asking me to carve something?" Right, like exactly. now I'm, I have to draw a line exactly. in a place and measure. And exactly, when shit was all one continuum before you was said so that. Fluid, exactly. I thought a cell phone was ringing, but oh. it was an airplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First world problems. <laughs> 
just stood up awkwardly in the middle of this. That was good. I knew you heard something. That's why I was quiet because I need to hear this thing as well. Uh, but um, 2014 is 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 notable to me because it's like in August of 2014, it made 10 years of me living in LA. Good googly moogly, my man. And it's crazy, like to think that you know what I mean, like. <laughs> And and wow. how I got here, and I got here, you know, I basically, um, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but um, I was in a grad program mm-hmm. at Southern Illinois University that was like a stupid grad program that you didn't have to take any tests to get into. Like, I just like, I want to go to grad school. I don't want to take no tests. Right. <laughs> like, you got to do this thing. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to do it was called, it's called workforce education. Uh-huh. It basically trains people to do HR. It's Dang. really stupid. Wow. Like, and I did the first year of it, and I did pretty well. Like, I had learned at that point, like, how to do college. Right. Like, basically, what I learned is if I go to class every day right. and just do all the homework, yep. You're done. I'm going to get a B at least. At least. <laughs> at, least. at least. You know what I mean? So, yeah, dog. So, grad school, you know, at least that part of it, getting good grades, was easy. But what happened was... I mean, grad school classes, no matter what the subject is, are fucking intense. Right. They're for adults. Yeah. Trying to do shit quickly yeah. and learn a lot. And they're cramming it. Exactly. So, yeah. three-hour classes yeah. every evening Damn, about some shit that I wasn't right. interested in. Right. Like, it was killing me. God. Killing me dead. Like, Damn. So, the summer after my first year of that program, I went and filled out an application for summer uh, financial aid. Okay. I got the refund check. Ghosted on. I bought a car <laughs> and I left town. My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> now let me tell you why that was dumb. Because yeah, well, you, uh, <laughs> it wasn't for that. Right? Exactly. Wasn't escape pod money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what I was thinking was, oh, they'll just roll this into the rest of the money I already owe that I'll I don't know if I'm ever going to pay anyway, uh, right? But no, because apparently when you take out a loan for a semester <laughs> that you do not actually attend, yeah. they want that money back immediately. <laughs> so, right now, please. So, yeah, that little six, seven, eight grand, whatever it was, wow, was, a, was a serious knock on me that I couldn't escape from until I repaid it. Wow. You know, for for quite wow, some time. Um, but, yeah, and, and I drove out here and... um. I didn't know nobody. Yeah. I had this job at the time where it it was like in kind of the Silver Lake area. Yeah. And I used to get off work every day and drive to Lamert Park and just sit different places in Lamert <laughs> Park. I didn't Yo, know dude. a soul. Oh like, my God. like I would, you know, Michael. there was... <laughs> there, was a, there was this place down there called the Museum in Black. Yeah. And it was basically just like this one dude's collection of like statues and yeah. shit. Um, and I hung around there so much I used to go in there with him and watch Jeopardy. Wow. <laughs> like, That's amazing, man. Like, and I used to just sit there and like I just learned so much, man. Like it that was a really tough time for me, like yeah. psychologically. Yeah, hell yeah. And and learning how differently people in LA are in terms of familiarity. Yeah. Because the gangbanging thing was so real out here, mm-hmm. especially like in that area. Yeah, like people don't 
like they're cold for a long time. They yeah. don't give you no energy. Yeah. They don't look you in the eye. They don't speak. None right. Of that. Like you can buy. I could go to the same little shop every day and buy something, and this dude would not look me in the eye. You know what I mean? I and know that was exactly. a really tough yeah. lesson Damn. for me to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, but man. yeah, like that's I came out here fresh faced. Damn, dude. Babe. And I feel similarly, but then I feel differently because I've got my boy out. Yeah, you came with somebody. Yeah. Came with a tag team partner. Yeah, dude, and it's been ill because yeah. definitely there have been moments of just like, what the fuck did I do? Right. It's been tight to have someone who's like, nah, dog, we did it. <laughs> we wanted it. We did this for a reason. Yeah. I hear you. How did how did y'all get out here? We drove. How, and it was, how many of y'all? Okay, so originally Alex and I planned to move to L.A., and then our friend uh, Ned Arbnagram, yeah, he wanted to move to LA too. Um, and then he brought a, our other homie Con Solo. Mm-hmm. All of us make music. We had two cars. Um, after the first day, Braden's car, Ned Arbnagram's car, died. Yeah. So uh, four dudes and all of their worldly belongings got smashed into a uh, a Toyota Camry. Wow. And we drove the rest of the way. Yeah, was it? In. I don't know, man. L.A. kind of turned my friends inside out. It does that to people. Like, Al is my best friend for all time, but... Al's like, got his head on straight. Yeah, you but know? already one of the homies had to go back, yeah. and the other shit, that, 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 you know. It's just, yeah, L.A. is real. When I came out here, um, the car I bought was like a 97 Altima, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I put all of my belongings in the car, and it was just me. Yeah. And I remember, like, about three hours into my drive I have to rewind a little bit wow because I was what 23 at the time I just learned how to drive like maybe a year and a half before that okay (laughs) you know what I mean like living in Chicago you know taking a train everywhere I just never really had to do that so Mm -hmm. I learned how to drive like when I was 21 um three hours leaving Carbondale Illinois I encountered the biggest nastiest rainstorm I've ever encountered right. in my in my short life behind the wheel of a car right. and I had this moment of like I don't even know if I can do this <laughs> like Whoa, I really yeah. do not know yeah. like I couldn't see out of any of the yeah. windows like I was you know like I, I knew how to do the windshield wiper right. I didn't know the defrost Oh, I no. didn't know what That's that was like, it's foggy. <laughs> I was like how do people do this control panel (laughs) I know know. none of the symbols really make sense if you haven't been in a car like that but it wasn't even that it was like I didn't even realize that was the thing that I had to do like it it took me hours in the storm before I was like wait a minute there's something you do in this situation (laughs) (laughs) so that you can see some preparations out of the window and then yeah and then I hit that button and ah you know but but it was a trip dude I had a CD player uh huh uh, and I, you know, it was just a CD player that came in the car, so right. I was excited that it was going to be a new, fully functioning one. Right. But turns out, did what? When the car got to a certain temperature, you could no longer remove the CD. What the fuck? It was something about the parts swelling or something. But a high couldn't. temperature. Well, just like the regular working temperature of an automobile. Like okay. when it was cold, it was fine. Shit okay. come in there. So you had to make the choice before the motherfucker warmed exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, I had two albums. Okay. That I cycled back and forth between the entire trip. Where they? Um, the Spine by They Might Be Giants Tight. and Mad Villain. Dope. 2004 albums. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and so whenever I hear, not whenever I hear, but oh, I have a, yeah. a strong association with both of those just from being on this super long car trip by myself 
kind of scared, not Yo, really man, knowing what I'm doing. That was like right around the time that I first found out about your music. Mm. Because I would have been in like seventh grade or some shit yep. when Mad Villain came out. Yeah, I think the first message I got from you was 2005. Oh my god, yeah. I think so. Damn. It was it was tight. early 2005. I was at um I was at my lady's apartment on campus cuz she was working in Irvine down at, at that point and I was checking my MySpace. That's dope. And I got a message from you. That's dope, dude. Yeah, and you're sitting all up high yeah. in your profile picture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weird, like a blue shirt weird, on or something. Yeah, weird kid. It was yeah. you it was this other rapper that I really liked who doesn't even rap anymore. And it fucks me up to think about rap history and how many of like our illest dudes nobody will ever know of. Yeah, no, it bothers me a lot. This dude, Kenneth Masters from Philadelphia. Now, I've, I've seen that name, but I'm not familiar with the work at all. K-Mass. He was so ill. But I can't find any of his shit online anymore. I trip out on, um, I used to fall asleep taping WHBK back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. So, um... And those tapes were really like all I had That's for hip hop. Like, you know, I'd buy albums or whatever, but like mm-hmm. these tapes were like my window to yeah. the world. So there's just so many artists. I don't even know them, their names, but right. their songs just like live in my heart. Damn. And there's no way to find them. You know what I mean? Because they were just like a 12 inch that randomly oh came God. out somewhere. In sixth grade, I lived in Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, there used to be on the public access, there was this dude named Seth Window. Mm. And he had his own little ill rap show on the public access that's tight and all he would play was like underground shit from all over the country their videos on public access tv that's tight it was so fly <laughs> like he would play like mad villainy and shit but then he would play like k-mass and like he would play like really unheard of dudes and that for me was like that like i would be like yo seth window show let me take that yeah, yeah dude oh my god i always want to do something like that now i feel like i encounter so much good music yeah. And I want to broadcast it. Like originally, I wanted to put. This is the second iteration of my podcast life. I had mm-hmm. this thing called the helicopter at first, and a big part of the helicopter was just putting songs from the homies in. The helicopter. What yeah. was that? That was probably 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2011. Like I did like four or five of them, and I was just like, I can't do this. It's this is man. this is hard work. I like how that's a theme. Oh yeah, that's a theme. A helicopter, I yeah. I I don't know if you remember. I had temporarily changed my zodiac sign to helicopter. No, like that. Like <laughs> that was that. Was, that's how hard I was going. That was so on, tight. on the helicopter yeah. tip. Is that um, because somehow I think it was astronomers mm-hmm. or someone who said that all of a sudden there was this new zodiac sign. Yeah, it started with an O. I could never remember how to pronounce it, but it pissed me off because my birthday fell into that sign. So what they what they were either saying was that like I had never been the Scorpio I thought I was, right. or now all of a sudden all I had to be something else. A new man. So I'm like, oh, all of this is yeah, completely pointless, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna my zodiac sign is now helicopter. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, that's tight as fuck. Helicopter. Yeah, it's been interesting, man. I had this idea when I was on tour with Reagan that someone could write a paper about how imaginary places is like the song that contains all the themes of the genre we participate in right wow now. like perfect hair death like everything is in that song dude wow. all the themes are in imagination the <laughs> 
Just don't kill dream. It is not to lead the way to the stairwell. To a god's administrator, father, son, and father, farewell. Just try to hold your hand when you die. And again, you're a song with a banana clip. Glow in the dark, when I stole in the park. Give it everybody in form of the pamphlet. Places that, like... Like when like paranoid, every person I know is a Secret Service agent. Like just everything in that song is like the themes that people rap about right now. Wow! And like this nigga predicted all of it. Like, it's just wild, man. So much lives in that song, man. It's crazy. Dude, she doesn't love me because I don't have the right haircut. <sighs> and his last album's perfect hair. I just like finding the themes in people's stuff that they might not even think about. I remember one time that Aesop Rock told me after we were. I was on tour with him and maybe like the third or fourth show and he's yeah. like Mike I'm like what he's like you say the word spoon a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh my and I God. thought of, I got so embarrassed wow. <laughs> I was like wow he's right out of my seven song set the word spoon is in like four of the songs start with a teaspoon or a tiny knife eat a hamburger with a soup spoon that's definitely like something that he would notice yeah exactly say. i'm always like i'm always i've only been around him a couple times but both times i'm like mad aware of that <laughs> like, 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 how many times have i said this <laughs> yeah, yeah no that type of that type of awareness drives me crazy i mean that's like uh now especially the last time i kicked it with him like yeah, dude, that's that rapper shit. Just mm. like I'm, I'm looking at your vocab, dog. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at your vocab, homie. I'm beyond the bars and shit. I'm just, how many words do you know? Jesus. Huh. So tell me, tell me something else about this year and you. Oh man, this year I thought was gonna. I mean, you know how years are, but I just thought 2014, man. I thought we would be having this in an actual houseboat, I guess, by now. Like an actual... I mean, the, you know... On the water? I just thought it was going to be a, a big year for the uh, for the Argyle Sox Brigade. And it has been. I shouldn't say it hasn't been, but... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's always the potential for more, but it is... Uh, I just mean in the sense of, like... I don't know. I wish that there were... I wish that there were more translation between a person who m makes, you know, songs and music and whatever, and uh, what else we could have done. I mm. wish we'd done like a play or something. I wish we'd done, you know, something else. Yeah, and I remember when we were on tour, we kept saying how like, because we kept generating ideas. That to me. <laughs> hellfire as idea generator yeah dude we're definitely a think tank that needs to be hired for something exactly point us at a thing and let us think about it and we'll deliver you some data sheets right <laughs> yeah but it, it, we were saying even then that like we had to raise our execution rate mm -hmm. hell and we didn't really do that yeah i guess that's what i'm saying yeah you you got it exactly i, I thought this year i would raise the execution rate in my own life and i mm -hmm. didn't Well, what should we do? I mean, I think we're in a, we're in the houseboat right now. Oh, no doubt. That's a, it's that's like a pretty strong we're, executive. I think we're ramping up even more. You've put out three projects this year, right? Have I? No, just two. You gonna count Redwall? Yeah, Redwall and Toothpaste. And Scallops. Scallops was last year. Oh, okay. I'm Scallops sorry. was November of 2014. Okay. Or 2013, rather. Okay. Okay. 
Although I think I'm gonna put out outside on here. I'm gonna put out scallops in January. Tight. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, you wanna be on it? Of course. Cool. <laughs> um, you seem to be executing your life mm-hmm. in the way that you want it to. Our music is is interesting and good, but there's so many ideas in our music about life. Mm-hmm. And that, and I'm interested in those, and kind of how we can extract some of that, and and do some stuff that. Echolalia, listomania. I played my ukulele on the way to Lagrange, bruh. At Marina Gardens, pardon, I'm barfing into my shirt sleeves with my dirt knees. Something is hurting me. The pain is in my rib cage. Abstain from getting shit faced. Abstain from judging the people who don't abstain from getting shit faced. Tame your nervous twitch. Trained to be a conversationalist. Stand up with a straight back. Remove from your lexicon the saying I hate that. Arm your pals with their own torches. Keep a vigilant watch over your soul fortress. Eat cold suppers off frisbees and don't complain. When the snow falls, dream of beaches and not propane In lieu of paying rent, buy a painting Approach a dead bird the way you would your dad hanging in Trafalgar Square I made you something pretty with my words today I heard you gasp because you lacked the words to say Something you were feeling in the worst of ways I made you something pretty Words today gain muscle mass by bench pressing hedonists. Write the good raps at the apex. Reagan said one time, he said, uh, what, we pledge allegiance to the best idea in the room. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we do. And we should just execute some outside of music. What should we do? Let's decide right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Dang. Um Wow, what should we execute? I really liked when we were talking about adding some theater element to our show. Oh, man. I really, like, I see that in my head. Like, like the cubicle thing we talked about, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That'd be amazing. I think that really would be amazing. Oh, my God, dude. It's interesting to me to watch. I mean, I haven't even been participating in it very long. But as our rap scene um, grows... It's just interesting watching, yeah, everybody's sets kind of change mm-hmm. and become different things and new things. And I don't know. I just remember when my own set was more geared towards 10 people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to watch that development happen. And that now, yeah, we're talking about, like, theatrical elements. Right. It's tight. Well, how would you say your set's changed? Oh, my set has become... I think my set used to be... Uh, I don't know. When I first started rapping, I, I tried to be the illest opener of all time. Wow. You know what I mean? I That's really deep. tried to be the illest opener of all time. And then I jettisoned that, and then I tried to, like, do this anti-rap show type of thing, like a quiet rap show. Mm-hmm. And I jettisoned that. And now I'm at a place where the show is loud. It's mm-hmm. a lot of yelling. It's a lot of, like, scaring the audience i do some of that too it's you know it's funny terror. <laughs> um when i was in europe i just came back from europe when i was over there with pro um mm-hmm. it was kind of weird because me and pro used to tour constantly right and then i went for a year pretty much just doing my show on my own and develop, develop, developing developing yeah. it a different way 
And that was the main thing I had to show him because we didn't get a chance to practice. So that right. first show we did in yeah. London, we're open and sold out for Shabazz Palace. I'm yeah. like, look, <laughs> listen, <laughs> like, follow my lead. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so much stuff Spin had changed. <laughs> so much stuff had changed. And, and, and the main thing was that I had to teach, had to not teach him, but like show him about the way that I had gotten accustomed to doing things was that the energy of the show was way more it now is way more of like a very intentional roller coaster a very intentional like i'm gonna do something weird at the beginning i'm gonna make everyone uncomfortable first you know what i mean to draw all of this in then i'm gonna do a a couple things that are really just for me Mm -hmm. and then when it starts then it starts you know what i mean and then in the middle of it banging yeah. I bring it all back to just just a vocal performance, Dang. basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I get back on the horse, yeah. you know, yeah. like this is up. and then it gets really big and we start jumping around near the end. Yeah. And then the last song is like this landing gear. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, That's what's up. And just like and it's funny because so much of that had just happened in my own mind. Right. But having a performance partner again I was like no like have, yeah. I have to I have to learn how to say these things to draw these things out so we're on the same page like dude the Redwall project that we just did Alex and I were talking about this yesterday how difficult it is to um, suddenly make art with someone else oh my god it doesn't art is demonstrable right like yeah. you do it yep but to do it with someone else you have to communicate it I don't like to. You have to it has to be communicable. But I, no, I agree with you because I think that the good art has something that the creator can't communicate. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's very difficult. I, I, I have a really hard time. Like, even when we make Hellfire stuff, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, what I, and, and I actually, I learned, what I learned, I learned this first when I was dealing with uh, Thirsty Fish, mm-hmm. the old group I used to be a part of, that, um, the idea that would first come to me every time we put a beat on was an idea that was really just for me. Right. Like, because it, once I said it and it went out of my mouth into the room, I saw how clearly, like, no, like, that is about what I want to destroy, not about what anybody else wants to do, you know? And so I would run away from these sessions and go really start working on my own aesthetic because it started to become clear to me what my aim was yeah. coming out of that, you know? So, I feel like I'm still shitty at that. I'm still mad clumsy. Like all the songs I start for the Hellfire tape, you can tell. <laughs> like you know, it's like this nigga just wrote a song. Like that one with verbs and shit. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not good at thinking about songs like that. Like being able to divide them. Being able to like come at it in a new head. I guess. I guess I have. I have slowly developed at least two like i have i have the one that's just for me mm-hmm. uh and then i have the one and i and i, I kind of came about this like doing like feature verses like yeah the part of me that i still enjoy but i'm very willing to give away you know and not and not have Whoa. it be you know because and i try to tell people this too like you know a lot of times i charge for features right i have to charge way more for a hook yeah because that's a way different investment yeah. Uh, in terms of me being able to just give you something for you to work with, yep. and all of a sudden it's like, no, you want me to make a song? Right. That's different. Right. You know what I mean? I do feel that. Yeah. I do feel that. Wow. Yeah. Shit, man. What was the last tour like? The last tour for me was amazing. Is the best one I've been on. What yeah. made it? What made it? Um, I mean, 
Right, so this was not the first tour I'd ever done where consistently I had to bed to sleep in, but it was definitely the first tour I've ever done where I expected to have a bed to sleep in, mm. and it was there. Yeah. So that in itself, which sounds like such a dumb thing, but like... No, I get it. Touring music, expecting to have a bed and having it every night, and having that be a thing. Right. Felt like a motherfucking benchmark, dog. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it felt like... I just always felt great. It's like I'm sleeping in a bed. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, yeah, dude. Like, I, I, that alone would made that tour amazing. Right. But uh, the turnouts were great. And clipping are fucking awesome. They're incredible. All of them. Like, Bill, Jonathan, David. I love those three, Yeah, man. those motherfuckers are great. <laughs> love them. Yeah, like. no. Like, it, it's kind of wild, especially because of, like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm just nervous with new white friends. I hear you. Real talk. Especially new smart white guy friends. honestly <laughs> with them i was nervous having a new rapper friend too oh yeah because the sense that i might have gotten out of their music was that he that david would be a different person than no he doubt is no doubt same and, and for him to be as talented as he is and to be so cool so humble so like he yeah. does not have the ego that I expected genuinely at all. has no ego like that and 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 I like that's really amazing to me <laughs> yeah. like that's really incredible yeah, and dude. so like yeah I mean I, it's funny like you say I was in Europe and I did some of my shows out there with them I ended up you know doing a show with them on my birthday mm -hmm. that's in St. Right. Gallen Switzerland what's up and it's so cool because they had a long ass drive the next day yeah. but they were really sitting there drinking with me that's man what's up. Like, like we were that's really having up. a time <laughs> yo know? like I don't know man the conversations I had with those dudes were excellent I really admire them a lot there's this part on tour in Baton Rouge after the show we were driving um just trying to get like an hour drive out you know mm -hmm. and uh we got pulled over again yikes and uh they drove by and like reagan's out of the car you know we're just like dude we're in fucking the deep south and it's like 1 a.m and this cop pulled us over so i guess i should start writing my goodbye text wow. you know <laughs> like and they drive by and david texts me he's like was that y'all just got pulled over and then i get another text he's like we need to come back. We need to police the police. Oh, I was like, my oh, oh. Like, yo, man, that's what I knew. I was like, all right, I'll fuck with these guys. That's what's up. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. tight. It was super tight. And there were a couple of times on that tour. Again, my show has become um, a, about catharsis and about channeling frustration. Mine too. And, and definitely people at my show who used to heckle and say shit and I used to not, used to not challenge that they now get challenged what do hecklers say to you man there have been times i mean gear nerds who, who got shit to say about how i'm using my shit or whatever uh people who think i rap badly or whatever really yeah. and they just and they come to your show and say these things out loud i mean maybe they're not there for me you know and, and they hear how i do things and they don't like it and there was just a few shows where you know i had moments and I don't know, man. Clipping are about solidarity, and I'm about solidarity. Word. And I really fuck with that so uh, much. And I and I you know and I fuck with them. Like, man, it, it's so. It would have been so easy for them, to come into indie rap the way that they did, get on how they got on, 
and just be like, fuck the rest right. of y'all. Right. <laughs> like, no, for but real. But they reached out. You know what I mean? For like, real. they're they're they're, they're really right. good. Every crevice you ain't searched in your mind is a prime candidate to murk if you would let it. So better run trick. Run trick. Cause the game ain't a game no more. It's a fucking gun trick. Gun click, trick. click, hear that in a dream on a team that mean on a tongue. Quick. Tongue. Tick, tick, it's a bomb in the basement. Basically stay in the sun, bitch. bitch. Cause the vitamin D is a necessary bitter. Bite in the mind a reminder of times you done bit off more than you could chew. chew. Should've known this was about monsters. They were in a closet for you. you. And you wait in the dark for enlightenment. Frozen in a warrior. Too. How's your chakra bow when he cocked the phone and peel back his skull like platinos? Pop, pop, and it goes, and it goes, and it goes, and it goes, and it goes. And again, pop, pop, get low, get low, get low. They love rap. And, and they're good people, man. Yeah. They're really good, talented people. You ever see any of, um, any uh Jonathan's old stuff? Captain Ahab? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I just yeah, got put on to that when I was in, um, in Austria. It's just like, amazing. It's incredible. Yo, Jonathan has the coldest stories. Like, he'll be like, man, I was in this bus in Bulgaria one time. <laughs> Backpack full of diamonds. Don't know how I got there. Like, what? How did, what? I was supposed to be teaching a theater troupe in the mountains. He's cool. And SB. SB the more. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man. Good rap friends have been made this year. That's, that's man, I can say that pretty hard, pretty wholeheartedly, man. Oh, like The strength dude. of the network in 2014 is pretty incredible. This year for me, especially just like the kind of, the kind of people that I always wanted in my life. Right. Like, um, Lucid. Right. That's a dude that I really admire. Dang. And like, he's like a homie now. And it's like, dang. You know, just shit like that where it's like, yo, dudes that I really, like, feel like I could learn a lot from. To me, this, you know, and I know I haven't used this word a lot in a long time, but that other ground thing. Hell yeah. It's dude. so Are real to me, That's dude. still on my Facebook, man. It's tight. It's genre, other ground. That's Ugh. all it says. Because I feel like we're, we're at that place, man, where the union... It's so strong. You know, Arm and Hammer and Yo. NASA and New York and, you know, Yo. Samurai Banana and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those cats and, and just everywhere, dude. Like, it's 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 really live right now, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. around the country, you know? It's, um, it's inspiring, man, because I feel like... I feel like the moment that I had when I, when I, when, when your debut, uh, uh, album came out and, and I listened to it and I felt like a certain call to arms. Mm -hmm. I feel like that moment is happening. Like, I feel like there are, there are people with things to say and they're coming. Yeah. (laughs) You know? SB and and Samus and Mega Ram and, oh my God, Hoslo and like, man, it's just, it's, it's really, it's really picking up everywhere and um you know if we can combine and make these statements properly mm-hmm. you know and because really there's a lot of strength if we all get together and create our own context and get it out of the hands of these oh my god these folks with the pens and pencils oh, I'm about that context creating <laughs> you know I mean? hell yeah dude hell yeah and i mean that's what this show is about you know what i mean giving us a chance to tell our own stories Thank you. Absolutely, man. Again. Of course, of course. Yeah. This is this is the third time now. I'm still gonna Dude. release that first noisy one. Oh, the <laughs> at first some point. The OG noisy. <laughs> yeah. The OG exhaustion tapes. You're you're the first quiet interview. This is the first one that's been in a controlled environment with microphones. Really? This is the first one. You you, you want to do them here? Um, no, I think I'm just gonna just use this like this what okay. we've done now, putting the microphones into the machinery here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. just gonna do that places. That's what's up. Yeah, I want to buy buy. A couple of buy some mics and yeah. stick them in. Yeah, I got these little these little cute uh, holders. I'm gonna show them to you. I got them holders? in the bag here. Um, For the mics? Yeah, these little miniature microphone stands. Yeah, 
Isn't that precious? Dude, I want one of those. We were just saying how we need it because, like, we just sit and make beats all day. Right. And I prefer rapping sitting. Do you really? I, I you record, know what? I prefer sitting. That's interesting. I, I would have disagreed. Uh, this is my own experience. But then when I was in Austria, we had a few days off and I recorded a demo. And I really liked it. Bruh. And then we went to the studio and I re-recorded the song standing up. And I was like, I don't like this the bruh. same. Bruh. Once you get into, like, there's just a type of writing, yeah. a type of song that's sitting it's just like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> I never stood up. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I just, yeah, I like recording sitting and those bike stands are cold. Try that again. Definitely, though, like, standing is real. Standing is real. I'm so used to it, <laughs> no, man. No, it's definitely certain. I'm so used to it. A lot of rap needs to be done standing. Because I feel like, I mean, I guess I just have to get a real stationary chair because I'd get to bopping and making all the noise. Yeah, me too. World. I yeah. just keep that shit in there. All the creakles and shit. Tight. <laughs> yeah, I'm just working in the songs somehow. What's well, what's what's next? What's next, Milo Roy? Okay. Roy um, Milo. So I've been, I mean, you know, cycles. And this year for me has been like sometimes man i'll be like i'm gonna take a year off i'll be like i'm done i'm gonna go back to school and like i don't even have to do rap (laughs) you know what i mean like sometimes i really have that discussion with myself like i'll be like damn i got two dollars to my name out here trying to write a 16 and like i don't have to rap why am i bugging out uh and then i'll have other times i'll be like i'm gonna drop an album every two weeks next year and just show people i can Right. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I like how to, both of those end in laughter. They do. That's they tight. do. I want to. Uh, I want to drop a scalp tape in January. I want to drop another full length Milo project before spring. I want to just. I want to make music now along my eating cycle. Jesus. I'm not interested in making music anymore according to an industry or a label. Okay. I just want to like when, when I need money, when I need food. I'm going to drop some shit. Word. <laughs> you know? And it's going to be good. Because it's... I don't know. I want I want it to have that cycle. of right. just like, damn, dog, getting low. About to drop some new shit, you know? <laughs> just like, whoop! And I want to kind of see what happens with that. That's tight, man. I want to focus on making beats. I, I want to... Honestly, dude, I would love to just spend time making stuff for you and Reagan and Kale and just fucking... Yeah. I just want to make stuff. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm going to enjoy being a part of that here just, at the houseboat. I think that we were kind of touching on this last time we talked, man. I just think that making a lot is now a requirement mm-hmm. of, of the of the artist in the 21st century. Absolutely. And it's not even that difficult. It's not. It's the easiest thing to do. It's really being nervous about how, again, the industry will receive it is why I don't do it more often. I do live inside that nervousness. Right. Being like, <laughs> damn, people hate me if I drop all this stuff I've been making. But I think that we kind of, let me put it this way, all the niggas I like make a lot of music like that. And so I know you won't be offended or Reagan won't be offended and or hopefully, you know, let's just quick it up, see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's a model I toy with sometimes. Like, I, I have fantasies of just releasing music on Bandcamp. I just, I get... I get nervous because I see talented people releasing things yeah. all the time that sink straight into the water because no one else is invested in helping them to have any longevity into them, you know? <laughs> like, so that that scares me just because, like, I just, like, I, I, I feel like I, I want that long-term um, reward 
from a I project. feel like um, all conceptions of long term and how the artist interacts with their audience. I don't know. I feel like any ideas of that that we had before are inapplicable. I just I dude, it's so direct. You but no, 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 and, and that's directly. that's fine. And I think I think there's what I have to do is make that part of my cycle. Uh huh. But I also see the benefit. Yeah. And having different people involved and invested oh, in pushing sure. a pro- and pushing a project and making it like go sky high before it falls. I versus, guess you know I, what I mean. I feel you, and I just that system gives me diabetes. You know, it gives me all the bad diseases, and I just want to do this like farmers market approach. I hear you. you. Know, I just want to come to the table with my wares when I have them, and I want to not think in terms of falling. You know, I just want to be like I gotta eat. This is what I do. I make songs. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. That's that's funny. We'll have to compare notes in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, it's idealistic, man. And no, 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 no. I, I, like I said, I think there's there's something real to it. I think that like, I think people in a lot of different other genres mm-hmm. do it way. You know, like it's yeah. it's way different, and mm-hmm. and I also think it's the kind of thing where. Like you're you as an artist, you you're a few projects deep into your journey now, so it's you can definitely stand to do that a little yeah. easier than somebody just starting out. No to, doubt, man. You know that too. I mean, do you feel a lot of that? The pressure of, from that of like I got I got folks who are rocking with me now. Um, I don't I don't feel pressure from that necessarily. I just I what I always like. Just in terms of the discussion we're having, you know, releasing something direct versus yeah. releasing it with a label, is that um, I just I like I like I like having every like ounce of of juice squeezed out of my album. Wow! Like I want everything to be looked at and brought back into people's <sighs> yeah. consciousness. Like I want I want that level of 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 uh, attention yeah. on the projects that I spend the most time on like yeah. I want that you know what I mean because yeah. I've seen I've seen that benefit me dude I, mean? I just don't even believe in that anymore I guess I don't like that's amazing yeah that sounds so tight <laughs> but it's like where they do that where they do that well I mean that's 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 a conversation that's another conversation we have to have word up yeah yeah I don't know though I, I mean right now I just I don't know man I just feel a type of way about working class rap making right and just I know this new time, this new ability of like, if you must turn your songs into a commodity, do you have to go about selling them in the same way? Mm-hmm. You know. No, I think I think there's first of all, there's money that I don't get, mm-hmm. which is important. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like for what we do, the compensation comes in weird ways and weird yeah. times. Um, so I definitely feel it on that tip. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. I have noticed, like, when I put out EPs in between albums sometimes, and I'll say, you know, hey, this is free or pay what you want. People, like, kind of overpay a lot because yeah. they want that chance to be able to show you how much they individually support you. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's that's amazing. You know, I definitely want to put myself in a position to take more of an advantage of that, too. You know? That's tight, man. How many albums do you think you're going to make in your life? 
You don't even have 14. to say 14. 14? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Wow, man. 14. 14. Collabs and all that. Or just solo joints? Mm, I mean, oh, if we counting collabs, I'm already at like ah, seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah, I think I, 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 I can, yeah. Reagan got eight. Yeah. That's insane, dude. I mean, Getty got like 30. What? Getty got like 30. Yeah, yeah. Getty got Mocha like. Mocha only got like 50. Getty got like 20. <laughs> Getty got like 20 great ones, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Getty, yeah, no, Getty, Getty, Getty got 20. Getty's excellent. been a, making amazing albums for oh, 15 man, years dude. now. Damn, that Dirty Flamingo shit really has been affecting me. It's good. It's really good. It's good. exactly how I feel. Like, I bumped that and walked down the street on that little walk we just went on to go get batteries. Yeah. I'll play that shit like what a day. You better hold on because this is exciting. I never felt so highly go lightly. Like, yo, just, ah, I don't know. I love it. I love Getty. He makes great music. Yeah, he does. He's a great guy. I miss that guy. It was good touring with that dude. Dude. Yeah. That was big this year, too. Just get, because that was like a dream of mine. Like, me and him going to college together, and never having done a show. It was really awesome to tour with him this year. Damn. Really dude. cool, you know? Yeah. Looking at that flyer, like, oh, that's tight. <laughs> you yeah, know that flyer was insane, though, man. That was tight. But yeah, man, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think we've, we've discussed 2014. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't really talk. Fuck 2014, though. I mean, like, it's not. 2014 was like the. I mean, it was a year. Certainly. It was. It was a number. Certainly it was. It certainly was. Um, but what else could be said? <laughs> I don't know. And we said a bunch else. Yeah. So. I feel like mission accomplished. I hope so. Yeah, I, I think hope it so. makes sense. Yeah, and if it don't, um, so what? I'm always amazed, man, About whenever what? I do something like this. Like, people liked the last one. Yeah, people liked it a lot. People were like, hey, I could listen to you guys talk. And I liked it. We're, we're testing that hypothesis right I was now. I just blown away, man, because every time I do this, I'm always like, man, I had a good talk with Mike. Don't know what anybody else is going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I do these with complete abandon. That's tight. Like, I listen back and I edit them. Mm-hmm. But after I've done it, I never, I'll never listen again. Oh, you know, like it's just out, like you know what I mean. It's like, it's like out the world. after I do the edit, I'll never listen again. Couldn't make me listen to my own podcast. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just that thing is like I don't want to worry about. Yeah, no, that's real. You know what I mean? Like I have enough to worry about. <laughs> like this is fun. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Let it's me take out all the little dumb pauses and shit where I didn't know what to say, and then just send it out in the world. Like that's the, and that's the so best I can do. You know? Why, man? I like podcasts. I like the idea of them, but I'm not good at it. Nobody is except uh, except the Keep people the who make cereal and Mark Marin. Man, you're really and, good at it. Nah, I'm 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 actually pretty bad right now. No, I'm man. I'm getting good though. We were watching the doc footage and like the parts where I had to fucking Skype in. You are the illest talk show host, man. Like, where, like, I would, like, you couldn't hear anything I'd be saying. You're like, always underwater again. Like, you had the ill little, like, one-liners and shit. It was like, this nigga is a talk show host. I used to host things, man. I used to, I used to do that. Always underwater again. Oh, my God. That was yeah. so funny. I hated that night, too. God, I hated that show. Really? I hated that whole day. Damn, I'm sorry. That was the day we turned around the border like some assholes. Yeah. Oh, God. That was yeah. so horrible. Cincinnati was weird. Yeah, it must have been. It was bizarre, man. I still have, like, all these films of jellyfish on my phone <laughs> from the aquarium. 
where I was just alone, just <laughs> filming. For some reason, when I'm alone and I feel lonely, I'll just start filming. That's interesting. And it gives me the feeling of being with the people. Wow. I go from being a participant to a spectator, and I just am totally not lonely anymore. It's so weird. Sorry to drop that at the end of the no, podcast. No, that's tight, though. That's tight. I'm going to be chewing on that shit for a week, yo. I'm chewing on for a week. But um, say goodbye to the people, Roy. Thank you, and goodbye. All right, peace, y'all. Secret skin. And I have been chewing on it for a week. No, it hasn't been a week. It's been three days. And I'm lying about even chewing on it. But it did, just hearing it right then, make me remember something that I wanted to tell him that day. It was about how I had read somewhere that post 9-11, some research institution had said that in that first six months to a year, that more people had taken uh pictures and and made videos of just people around them and their surroundings more than any other time in history maybe because everybody felt all of a sudden especially in america everyone just felt uh very mortal and um so maybe there's some connect some connection to what he was saying about feeling lonely and taking pictures i should have just called him and told him that right now but instead i told you audience members we need some name for you people. You all, you all who are brave enough to make it to the end here. We should come up with a name for you guys. Are you guys like secret skinners? Are you less funny? That sounds like you're, um, you're, you're uh, hunters that hide it. Like closet hunters, secret skinners. Um, Scandinavians. I like that one. I really like that one. Anyway, you should write in write in with some ideas of your own. And write in in general. Just always send me emails to OME Booking. I would love to answer some questions like the people on Awesome Etiquette do. Except that I am not trained in etiquette. And I can only um, show you how to overthink things. I'm really good at that. I can definitely spread the gospel of overthought. Check out... Uh, Secret Skin Live, like I said, is coming up in St. Paul, January 30th. The very first Secret Skin Live. Hope to see some of you Scandinavians there. See, working it in, calling it back already. And for our special unreleased song at the end of this bonus episode of Secret Skin, I'm going to play you this song that I wrote about the very first time that I played in Minneapolis. Something very interesting happened, and I, I wrote a song about it. And uh, here it is. Thank you for listening to Secret Skin, and I will see you in 2015. The whole thing sounds strange, but it comes with what we do. I did a fall run with the homies someone. I was geeky, got to do a mini app show. We played the entry, the party, get a century. Except the chromio was in the big room next door. It was pretty dope, cause it's a rap city though. And you can see some stills in the pissy trance video. My first tour without a DJ, I rocked a little awkward. Lucky for me, my phone didn't falter. Had my mic hype set for a guy a bit shorter. Rap between kids and tea and big quarters. Some big timers played the back in them corners. I took it 
did pretty well despite my social disorders Them first few moments on stage to be a bitch to work through I tend to head straight to the merch booth I'm doing small talk and getting CDs off A lady comes up and sings in a sweet soft voice You can close your eyes, skies will still be blue I like how you survive, but one day life will kill you too is what she said to me and told me I can keep the chain The whole thing sounded strange But it comes with what we do I didn't know how to deal with the either She looked like a young Kim Deal from the Breeders Instead of explaining she got more intense with it Looked me in the eye like that would help me make sense of it She had come for the party in the other room But heard the beats and it put her in another mood She was a B-girl in her former life And she used to bump tapes full of cool Keith and rubber room You never would've known from an outfit Party dress and heels on some real downtown shit She emphasized it was faith that she found this And wanted one of everything because we all sound sick And then she leaned at a really weird angle And passed out and banged her head sitting on the merch table You can close your eyes Skies will still be blue I like how you survive, but one day life will kill you too Is what she said to me and told me I can keep the change The whole thing sounded strange, but it comes with what we do